Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Eve. How you doing? <clears throat> I'm rocking and rolling. You're rocking and rolling. Oh, we got tea. I was listening to ACDC in the car last night. Nice. That's a good Back one. Back in black. That's a great one. Rocking out in your Renault Clio. I was rocking out to giving the dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where to go from there. <laughs> um, right. Viruses and cup of COVID. Right. We were, um, last time I was chatting to you, we were talking about um, the history of viruses, remember? Um, yeah. We were, ta- we were talking about... Um, Carlos Finney um, and Walter Reed were these people that discovered the first human virus, which was um, uh, yellow fever. Yeah. Um, and I, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit more. And um, uh, they still didn't know what it was at that time, right? And I was like, well, when did we first, like, you know, when did we know? What, when did we know about viruses, right? And so at the time, so all this work's done in the kind of, if you look at when all these various human plants, uh, viruses were discovered they're all in the kind of late 20s and early 30s right huge explosion at this time as people really trying to understand but they didn't really they still they had this the ability to filter them with this chamberlain filter but so they but they didn't really know what they were and it's kind of it takes this was I, after the yellow fever thing that we talked to you talked about the other day yeah it's all kind of happening at, at similar times but yeah so People were still trying to understand, okay, well, but what, what's the difference between a virus and, and a bacteria? They weren't called that at that time. In fact, anything that was infectious was just called a virus. It's from the Latin. Yeah. It means slimy liquid um, yeah. or poison. So these, these words get knocked around and then the definitions change, don't they, when it becomes more pinned down. It's kind of like atoms. You know, yeah. the word atom was Greek. So they had no idea about what stuff was made of, but the word has persisted. Yeah, so it wasn't until... Um, uh, the first publication of um, the term virus and actually the first time we kind of collected enough information to be able to write some kind of scientific paper was in the tw- late 20s, 1928, a guy called um, Thomas uh, Milton Rivers, who wrote a paper called Filter Rule Viruses, a collection of essays covering all known viruses. And like in it, Nick, you're quite like this, right? But at the end, when you write a paper, when you get to the end in a discussion, I have to really fight my kind of impulses to write something speculative at the end, right? Some people I write papers with like that, and I end up taking it out because I don't like it. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what the data suggests. You know, you know what I mean? At the end, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. Be, also, be you a don't bit want to give away your ideas, do you? Well, it was, but this this kind of shows the power of this. So in this paper in 1928, right, Milton writes, sorry, uh, Rivers writes, he says that um, viruses appear to be obligate parasites in the sense that their reproduction is dependent upon living cells. Yeah. So he's yeah. Bang, bang on, right? Bang and on the, the money. And at the time, they didn't know what, they didn't really, they hadn't done these Chamberlain experiments. They hadn't discovered um, uh, the yellow fever. They, um, they hadn't seen one. They hadn't seen one until the mid-30s when electron microscopy was discovered. They didn't know any of it, right? They didn't know anything really about the, the, the infectious, you know, the germ theory of disease, right? And you think this is the 30s. This is not that long ago. This is the same time. So is time. this just from squirting liquid from one yeah. plate to another? Basically. Here's and the and magic into, liquid. Into, this is the magic liquid. And into, peop- and into people, yeah. And then, like... Um, but I just thought it was really, I thought it was kind of really powerful. I right? guess that's because nothing happened, right? It, nothing happened to it. If you just left it lying around, nothing seemed to happen. But as soon as you put it in some cells or in an animal, yeah. then something bad happened. 
Well, exactly that. But where bacteria, it stuff did go. So if you put it in yeah, broth, they grow. Exactly, they grow. They grow. Yeah. Whereas, the, whereas the, the viruses didn't. So they had some taxonomy and some classification, but they didn't have yeah. no idea why. Um, anyway, so I just think it's powerful, right? 30s, you know, this is when the Amelia Earhart's flying over the Atlantic, right? You know, so this is your great, this is your grandmother or your great grandmother was alive. Adult marching across well, Europe but it's not it's not that long ago it's less than a hundred years ago and we had not a scooby <laughs> like yeah. nothing right yeah. so then I started thinking like well, when was the first kind of synthetic virus right we discovered like tobacco mosaic virus in the 20s we discover um the yellow fever 30s we know what viruses is when do you think was the first time we could kind of make a virus from like off the shelf chemicals without needing anything mm. biological if I had to guess I'd say like late 80s yeah, 2002. Really? Yeah, there's a science wow. paper. There's a science paper in 2002 by uh, Edward Vimmer, who worked at Stony Brook University in New York, and he had a paper called Chemical Synthesis of the Polio Virus, cDNA. So basically, all he did was make the DNA for polio out of just bottles of chemicals, and then infected things with polio, and then, in fact, they infected mice, and he infected them with the actual copy of the polio vaccine uh, virus. Bit bit provocative to use polio as the example uh, well exactly trying to eradicate polio and i was like oh i'm a crazy scientist yeah <laughs> look at making it in the door <laughs> look at me look well, at me. you just done another yeah. virus like a harmless one well they said exactly because vi because polio was so um so dangerous they said that it was that that's how they motivated it and said like having the tools capable of making and also breaking uh, the virus is kind of key in case there ever was a kind of another outbreak of polio yeah same but, arguments are being used at the moment for coronavirus aren't they and that's where yeah. all the conspiracy nutters are jumping on the bandwagon because of what's going on in wuhan yeah it, well, they're trying to make they're making synthetic version yeah um, but I just, you know, I think it's, and so this isn't the kind of synthetic virus in the sense that we've kind of made one from scratch. This is just us looking at the information that, that polio has and then just remade that same information. But we just didn't do it biologically. You know, there was no, there's no, there's no bugs involved. It was yeah. just, it was just people. It's insane, isn't it? That you can just reduce biology down to what is an effect. It's just chemistry. Information. It's just chemistry, man. Keep telling you your whole your whole your whole field is just a waste of time. Yeah, but you're just you're just physics. <laughs> That's all you are. You're just physics. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, uh, it, it, I think it's fascinating that we kind of we have synthetic viruses, and secondly, that just it really isn't that long ago. We really have to remind ourselves that you know we complain that the vaccines are taking too long and our world's on hold and things, but a hundred years ago we had no clue even what a virus was. We didn't even we had a we had a clay pot with a filter in, and that was it. <laughs> that was our biggest. <laughs> that was our biggest fight in the in the in the battle. Uh, and now you think the complexities we have. So there is there is hope in the shed.